This is Jay Scott from the Hook Rocks, and you're listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast, the ultimate KISS podcast. All the information you need, you got the passion, you got the discussion, and you got Tom and Zeus. Check them out. If you people want a little bit of rock and roll, I said if you people want a little bit of rock and roll, shout it out loud. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? It's Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 82, Album Review Review Part 1. <laughs> what you happened? What I'm sorry. This happens all the time. Right before we hit record, one of us says something stupid. So he goes and hits record, and then I'm trying not to laugh. So it... You're saying I said something stupid? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Doing coming to America quotes, and then you hit record. Like... <laughs> um, when you so... think of podcast, think of Shout It Out Loudcast. When you think of garbage, think of Akeem. That's right. When you think of Akeem, think of garbage, think of Akeem. Um, how are you, Tom? Oh, I'm great. Uh, just living in the heat wave up here in New England, like you are too. So getting through it, you know, getting through it. That's all we're doing, but it's time to record. So Sports we're excited. are back. Well, half the Patriots aren't. Yeah, I know, but hockey's back over the weekend. Uh, baseball started, but the Red Sox didn't get the message. And, yep, half the Patriots are deciding to say, uh, fuck you, Bill. I'm not playing this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm opting out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, the Celt- you- and, the, and the Celtics come back Friday night. My son's actually excited about that. So I'm excited because he's excited. So we'll get, get back into basketball, too. Yeah. Yep. and uh, But more exciting. It's another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Yeah, and we have and we have not yet opted out of this podcast, so we're <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> Maybe some of you have opted out, but we're still in it. We had a huge episode last week. What did we talk about? Yeah, people love the album reviews are always like big ones for us, but I said this to you. I said people love it's it's not that they love asylum, it's just it it's like the more controversial the album, the more like exciting the feedback is, you know, because there are people that love this album, like our friend Pooney. And then there are people out there like, oh, oh, God. And then the people that like make love the videos and the costumes. So we got we got some great feedback, you know, as always. And we thank you guys for all that, because it was it was it was a great episode. We, we had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, we um, always start with our polls. How did we do? Yeah, no big surprises to this one. Um, so every time we do an album review, we always do a poll with the uh, four what we we put in the what we think is the four top songs in the album. So we did "Tears of Fallen," uh, "All Night," "Who Wants to Be Lonely," and "Secretly Cruel." I got to tell you, this is one of the this poll got maybe the most votes ever for like a a song poll. It was amazing, yeah. and forty eight percent of the votes. Went to Tears of Falling, no surprise. 32% well, Who Wants to Be Lonely, 14% uh, All Night, 
and 6% secretly cruel. And I'm going to tell you right now, just for statistical purposes, that's what I voted for because I didn't think anybody would vote for it. I did too. Yeah. I mean, I knew Tears of Fallen was going to So in other words, it was 2%. (laughs) Pretty pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. Yep. All right. That's the poll. Yep. All right. All right. Booger. Do you want to go through what you got? Anything good you've found on social media about the episode? Yeah, like we always say, especially album reviews, we love how you guys interact and give us your song rankings, your album rankings. You know, we got some stuff from Deuce, as always. We love Deuce, Twisted Kister, another big fan, Sean DeHaan, Zandon, Sean Hammond. He said, I hated this record and saw them on this tour. Can't wait to hear your review. Maybe time has made it better. Uh, Graham Richley, one of the most disappointing Kiss albums with the cover setting the tone, followed by the cringe-ass videos. I like Gene's stuff on here. Paul's stuff is just bad. I never even liked Tears or Falling. This album was stolen from me, and I never replaced it. (laughs) That's awesome. stole his (laughs) asylum record? This is great. And then another uh, new listener of the show, uh, Josiah Horn. Asylum is probably my top five Kiss albums. Amazing work by Eric and Bruce. Gene brings his best of his Hollywood years to this album. My opinion, Paul's the MVP of this album. Thank you guys for lightening up my Monday again. Love y'all. And then he threw in another comment about the uh, Ambassador Scott Brown episode. He said, also, I should have said this last week when you had the Ambassador on. But I am a hardcore Democrat, and I usually cannot stand when any Republican opens their mouth. But Mr. Brown seemed to be a class act, and I'm glad he was able to talk Kiss without being political. Okay. Horny Women Love Rock, also known as Poonie's Burner Account. (laughs) (laughs) This record is not that great. We reviewed this about three months ago, and then you said, when did you review it, (laughs) Poonie? <laughs> oh man. Um let's see. DR says one of the best of the non-makeup era. Dave Cranston, he does his album review. Then hit DR and Dave Cranston then got into an argument about uh, Carnival of Souls and I jumped in because I love Carnival of Souls. Uh JR said oh, all night Pandemic Paul's poetic prowess is unmatched. <laughs> Murph said Our buddy Murph said, thank you for ruining nursery rhymes with this episode. (laughs) What, the Dice Man stuff? No, Rumpel Stanley skin, Rumpel Foreskin. Remember that all that shit? (laughs) Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack burnt off his fucking dick. I thought it was the little old lady lived in a shoe. (laughs) This is a good one from MD. And now for something completely different. Hashtag the Paul Stanley shuffle. Hashtag (laughs) nyuck, nyuck, nyuck. Uh, Darius Green said love the episode guys I personally love this album you hit it on the head with the videos horrible still y'all are my favorite podcast that's awesome thanks Darius Mr. Marr great record I overlook Gene Simmons tracks but they stand up Alan Jonasson very underrated album still sold to this day so yeah a lot of people like this album Uh, a lot of opinions generally uh, favorable for Asylum so thank you for the feedback and the interactions great yeah, I know you skipped out on something, and that oh. was a retweet with comments from somebody that we're friends with. And he decided to text us too, Tom. Go for it. And he said to us, and he tweeted this as well, you should have called me for the Asylum cast. Yep. And uh, yeah, Jericho wasn't happy that we didn't call him. And when he tweeted it, I think our buddy 
Mr. Pooney jumped in as well and made a comment as well. And Sonny Pooney, <laughs> what a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> and so people have been asking us about this. We've gone 10 albums now, just me and you. We don't want to change it. Yeah. We don't want to change it. It's just me and you. We're going to go through the Kiss stuff. We can go revisit an album, in which we'll, we'll probably end up doing, do a, an Asylum Revisited and have uh, both Chris and Sonny so they can fight amongst like a, each other too like a like a round table type like a yeah, discussion yeah. yeah yeah we can do that in the future but we want to kind of keep it on the same plane and because you'll see why this episode is basically why we want to keep it that way mm-hmm. and you know kind of had this vision from the beginning when we did episode uh album reviews so yep. Yep. um let's go over to a couple other things okay. uh our buddy steve 67 on podchaser.com Tom and Zeus bring us the best show. Great topics, more laughs than any other podcast. Great mix of music, facts, and great humor. You know he's from England when it's O-U-R in humor. Yeah, I could tell that. It's a giveaway there, yep. Yeah. <laughs> you feel that you're shooting the shit with friends. The chemistry is something that you can't buy. Every episode is unmissable. And that was on our Asylum Review. That's awesome. Uh, Thank you. We also got a bunch of stuff on YouTube. You do. It's actually getting some traffic over there. And, you know, our YouTube is basically our image and uh, our logo and then the episode playing in the background. We're not, because of the clips and everything else and the song stuff, we're not putting live footage of me and Tom. You can get that with the live cast every once in a while, which we just put out. Our live cast from last Friday with the gang from Growing Up Rock, Potter Than Hell, where we did the album review. That was a hell of a lot of fun, Tom. That was great. Oh, yeah. We did the song draft. We picked a, a bunch of classic albums and did a 20-song draft. And, uh, yeah, no, that was – that was anytime we do the drafts, the live stream, everybody gets in on it because it's just it, – it's fun doing a draft, but then it's also fun just kind of shitting on your buddies like, oh, Steve Wright, Mr. Scary is your <laughs> is your – is your back for the attack pick? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we love Steve, and but it's just it's that kind of stuff. It's just a bunch of guys who love music just having some fun. And that you can catch on our Facebook page. Shout it out, Loud Pastors group page. Feel free to join that. Yep. And uh, YouTube has the actual clip, so you can actually see yeah. us all talking and stuff. And then it's also on our podcast as a downloadable episode. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, on YouTube... Dude, this is from B. Byford. Dude, you guys are the best, funniest, most entertaining kiss-related thing on YouTube. Those pics of Paul looked like he was playing for the pink team. What? Oh boy, what pics? <laughs> you mean maybe he's talking about the videos? That's what I'm um, assuming. Yeah, Devin du- uh, Dungan, uh, awesome episode, guys. Asylum is one of my favorites. To me, the second or third best non-makeup album. Robbie Stars. Asylum is a good album. I ignored it back in 85 as I moved on to the other bands. But years later, I bought the remastered CD. I really like it. And Bruce is incredible on everything. Plus, he saves the embarrassing last song of the album all all night. I rated an 8 out of 10. Not too bad. But to me, Revenge is the king of the non-makeup albums. Yes. Great, Great fun show. Always entertaining. And I laughed my ass off. That's great. Awesome. And then somebody named Anthem Inc. said groovy. <laughs> I don't know if that's Peter Brady's uh, 
YouTube account. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hello, Peter. We're having pork chops and apple sauce. <laughs> but Groovy? Th- th- there you are. Do I know you? No, but you're there. <laughs> hey, there you are. Well, hi, do I know you? No, but that's where you are. You're there. Hey, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> Uh, awesome um, we already did pod chaser then finally let's get into a little bit of facebook comments here tom our right. buddy david zanet who rocks hey zeus do you want my hat from the uh, all night video for your groovy nights another groovy comment <laughs> and he has a picture of paul with the hat and stuff Ugh. um jason leonard x and lp i love all eras of kiss this lineup lineup was a dynamo. Is this Moscow Dynamo, the team from like the USSR? <laughs> Jason A. Warden, my first kiss cassette purchased via Columbia House. Wow. Columbia, Columbia House. Oh. Did he buy it under Chode Pandas? <laughs> Jorge Plantes? <laughs> Ziggy Marley? <laughs> oh God. Darren Hunt. Good episode. I still think Who Wants to Be Lonely is a standout on this album. And then our <laughs> one of my favorites and buddy of the show, Kevin Chepson. Oh, oh my God. The pandemic Paul talk had me dying again. Fun episode. Love this album. And this tour was the first time seeing them. Here's my list. And then he gives his list. Yep. Oh, another one, Tom, with King of the Mountain as number one. I don't get that. Even Jericho was given a shit because we don't like King of the Mountain. Yeah. That was that was, and then he then he just then he uh, decided to call us fucking morons, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand. I don't, we said we said it during the episode. The King of the Mountain, the love for that song, it escapes me. I don't get it. But anyways, yeah, he he, Kevin also put never understood the hate for Radar for Love or the Zeppelin comparison. Little bit, not much. I don't know where, how he doesn't see that. That's Black not really Dog. a bad song on this one for me. Yeah, I do like that he has Secretly Cruel number two. Yeah. Um, so that's a good one there. Nice. Dan O'Halloran. Oh, shit. I can't wait for this one. It's probably my top 80s Kiss album. Great solos, catch, catchy as fuck tunes. Drumming is stellar as well. Scott Donaldson, the drummer in Kisteria. That's right. From Australia. My favorite 80s kiss and probably my most played kiss album of all time. I'm with you, Sonny Pooney. Would have loved the look if they just refined the anima, animalized look. Right? Yeah, and yeah. A lot of people say that, right? Yep. Steven Wood should have been an EP with Tears of Fallen. Who wants to be lonely all night? King of the Mountain. Well, again okay. with the King of the Mountain. Ugh. And then Ziklopi Javi Mejas. Just was hearing it yesterday here in Spain. Wow. Beautiful. Hola, amigo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. What is I took, I took, I, say? I, I, I took, I, oh God. Buenas noches, amigos. <laughs> yeah. For when there's, when there's a night game at Fenway, buenas noches, amigos. That was in the afternoon Sunday games. And, and for all our friends in SAP button in Spanish, buenas tardes, amigos. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have an SAP button on this podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to circle back, Tom, I'm sorry. I didn't mention this. No, so, yeah, Chris's um, top 10 list. Oh, yeah. Read that. Jericho's when he told us she, we should have called him. Trial by Fire, number 10. Number nine, I'm Alive. Number eight, Love's a Deadly Weapon. Number seven, Radar for Love. 
Number six, any way you slice it. Number five, secretly cruel. Number four, tears are falling. Number three, king of the mountain. Oh, my Lord. Number two, uh, all night. Number one, who wants to be lonely? I see him in maybe a quarantine picking up an uh, all night. It sounds like oh. it's, you know up his yep. alley. Yep. And he'll pull that off, you know? Agreed. Uh, yeah, because he can sing it, Mr. Sebastian Bach. Boom! <laughs> Bam! Bam! Hello? Yo, what's up? I, I want I want you to hear my rap album. Uh-huh. Yo, what's up? This is my name is Curly G Cradle Rock. Uh-huh. Yo, I got some good music. I want to come down there and yo, bam! I want you to play that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, I don't even want to get into it. No. But he did ask us. Hey, where is that? What is that Paul McCartney thing you got from yesterday? <laughs> I love that. Want to tell him what, what he's talking about, people? Oh yeah. So every t- anytime we talk about the bass, like Gene, like slapping the bass, Zeus always we always drop in that clip. You know, one time I was going, you know, I was doing my thing, going like wickly wockly, right? Jones, they're going scuba dooba dooba zuba do, and Ringo's over there going dooba do zuba do. Yeah, and George is going super and I go back and I'm going rooba zuba dooba dooba dooba, right? And John's going super doop, super doop, and Ringo's over there going, you know. And that's how we came out with most of the White Album. Kids out there, there used to be the Dana Carvey show. If you don't know who Dana Carvey is, he was a stupid superstar on Saturday Night Live. And he did the Beatles, like, what was it Lost Memories or Forgotten? Yeah, Leftover Memories. Because the yeah. Beatles. Back then, the early 90s had like a big thing with the anthology album. Yes. And they had a big thing on ABC, like leftover memories yep. or something. So, he, he, and, yeah, his show was on yeah. for like oh, like six months and they canceled it because it was like so over the top. Like, yep. um, uh, I don't know, the censors flipped out and they canceled it after not even a year. Yeah, when he did that skit, he played the role of all the four Beatles and he played the role of it was... Um, my God, I'm like brain farting now on the freaking Beatles right now. did Paul McCartney. Yes, thank Col- you. I'm sorry. Stephen Colbert actually did George Harrison. Yes. And uh, who's the guy that does Triumph the Dog? He did Ringo. That oh, uh, oh, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog? That was the guy that did. Yeah, he okay. was the guy that played Ringo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was he, he was he was like talking like Paul McCartney and he was just like, and I was strumming on the bass and giving a little flibbity flibbity. <laughs> and it's just. It, it, we we play it all the time. You can he can watch the whole skit on YouTube. It's just great. Oh, it's a great clip. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny. Yep. We got a couple quick emails we can go through too. Yeah, please. Um, couple emails here. Kevin Northern just finished the episode. Thanks for the shout out. I think we might have asked his question, or I'm not sure, but I think we did mention him. After listening to this album again, to me, Trial by Fire and Secretly Cruel seem like they'd be more at home on Hot in the Shade. Want to get your thoughts on that? Looking forward to the next episode. Uh, I don't know. They, I, I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, Gene had some duds on Hot in the Shade, so I'd probably replace him with these. But no, it's a good one. Tony Smith. The subject heading of this email is Swing Set Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> As pandemic Paul Stanley puts the finishing touches on his jumbo swing set, he puts his foot in the ring of the miniature trapeze and look towards his neighbor and says, I want you to come over there and see you, but I got to know if you want me. Let me hear you. <laughs> what do you think the neighbor's saying? 
fucking Christ, Stanley. Cut the shit. And nobody wants to hear this crap early in the morning. Oh my god. And then we got another an email from uh Stephen Wood. Uh, he he does he takes so much time and energy into his charts with his rankings. We appreciate that. Uh and he says how much he loved the episode. He says after the uh, after the disappointment of Animalized, this unfortunately just kept the shit show going for me. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. Not a fan of uh, of this. And then uh Scott Donaldson from Kisteria. <laughs> Give him a little shout out there. Uh, hope you guys are well. I'm sure you know by now how much I enjoy your podcast. Touching on the latest episode, I like Few Really Love Asylum. Not sure if it's because, like Zeus, I had just rediscovered Kiss maybe a year or so before and was eagerly awaiting new material. I think that the album is tainted by the look of the band at the time. I also believe they have kept the animalized look. Yeah, we covered that a little bit when he talked about that on social media, too. And he just talks about, you know, stay safe, peace out, Girl Scout. So uh, we appreciate all that feedback on social media, email, et cetera, et cetera. The comments are great. And thank you so much for all that. Yeah. Tell me, Tom, what's going on in Kiss World? Oh, well, Ace Freely is uh, kind of running the show this week. <laughs> hey, fucking Origins Volume 2. I'm just going to uh, fucking cover some shitty fucking songs that no one really cares about. Uh, no, that's not true. Some of the songs he's picked are uh, are decent. So everybody's talking about that. And the pre-orders for his album uh, went crazy. He had a double vinyl gold, limited edition gold vinyl st- uh, 1,000 copies sold out in less than 24 hours. So kudos to Ace on that. He released the single and the video for Space Truckin' by Deep Purple. Uh, of course, he had to get in his little Ace-isms. He you know, says, hi, Curly, he mentions Jendel. Um, at one point in the song, he says, Space Ace Truckin'. The song's okay. I mean, my, myself, I'm not a huge Deep Purple fan, but he gives the song a little bit of balls with his music and his guitars. His voice is ace but zeus what everybody's talking about not just the song but the video yeah there's a part in it when he goes into a bathroom and there's a guy and he says eugene it's a cartoon video by the way yeah and it's a guy that looks like gene without the makeup taking a dump yep and then the guy sticks his tongue out it's obviously gene i don't know if it's made to be in jest it's not over the top rude but it's obviously not a positive (laughs) image of gene yeah I know you got to wonder if that's I, I don't I mean, I don't know anything about Gene and Ace I'm uh, having any 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 current problem. So maybe it is a joke, but it does seem like he went out of the way to, you know, you, you have Gene sitting on the friggin shitter and it's like, you know, what's up with that? I don't know. Yeah, it's just like stupid stuff. Like, you know, at this point in time, you want to take a dig at him. He's kind of controlling your destiny. You're doing fucking cover songs in in. You know, maybe playing uh, Tupelo, Mississippi for 4,000 people. If you're fucking lucky to get 2,000. Yep. You know, maybe keep your mouth shut and maybe they'll take you back for a couple gigs. You can make yourself some decent money because when the kiss shit runs out, it's going to run out for you first. Well, it's true. Yeah. And then other ace news. So we're recording on Wednesday, uh, the 29th. And this kind of just came across on social media today. I I and I'm not going to take credit for finding it. I saw it on another uh, KISS site. So the website is ladyspaceandace.com. And it's a memorabilia sale. And it says memorabilia items were collected over the years while Ace Freely and, yep, Rachel Gordon were married. They are now being presented for the first time for sale on the Internet for your viewing. 
Many of the items for sale include platinum records, reel-to-reel tapes of Kiss music sessions, Ace's clothing and jewelry. Please take a look around the website, and you will notice each item for sale is identified. If you are interested in purchasing any item, you may click the Buy Now button, or you may send us an email. Here's the thing with this. There is no fucking way Ace knows about this. And I don't want to say I don't want to say names because I don't know if this person wants to you know be part of our podcast. But um, a very trusted and respected Kiss source of information came out and said these are absolutely stolen items that are being sold by Rachel Gordon. That there is no way that she would ever get her hands on these with the with the blessings of Ace. So if that's the case, this is fucking pathetic. Maybe people can buy some of this stuff and give it back to Ace. But she's selling like dress shoes that he wore, like his clothing, like personal jewelry. Like it's not just Kiss stuff. It's like all of his stuff. And it's, I don't know, it's pretty shady. We haven't heard Rachel Gordon's name in a while. But you got to wonder if maybe she's dropping this at the same time that he's trying to promote his new album and try to screw him up. I don't know. But it's kind of it's kind of sad to see it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm looking at all the comments, Tom, from our post yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> and our buddy Jack Pinocchio's. Says, not the Grammy. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, someone, Michael Norby goes, really shitty web design back to the 90s? Okay, does so this lady rightfully own this stuff? Yeah, and how soon uh, Grayson Gallego says, How soon before Ace or somebody in his camp says, These items are stolen items? Oh, absolutely, Uh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, it's just too bad. It's just, it's just, it's just weak shit, you know. Like, we haven't heard Rachel's name in a while, but that's like, I kind of it just came across, and every you know, the, the, the kiss. The Kiss fandom was kind of all kind of talking about it and just how sad the whole thing is. And you, like, you, like you said, you know, you know, Ace knows nothing about this, or at least he's not part of it. So, yeah, uh, just some unfortunate shit for Ace to have to put up with right now. But on on on, on a fun note, well, for me, certainly not for Zeus, but uh, all you vinyl geeks out there, uh, unmasked limited edition color splatter vinyl has been released for pre-order shipping in September. It's really, really awesome. It's like a, it's like a white grayish vinyl and then has a splatter all across of it in like red, green, blue, like kind of all the bright colors from the comic strip cover of unmasked. It's not, it's not uh, the the heavy duty 180 gram vinyl, but it's got the, it's got that color. It's going to, it's going to have that awesome unmasked, unmasked poster inside which that right there that's almost worth buying it just for that poster so if you're a collector if you're a kiss vinyl geek like i am which of course i've already pre-ordered it myself um that's a cool thing that was just dropped today on uh, wednesday the 29th so you'll hear this on saturday or whenever but so that's kind of cool if you're into that yeah our buddy gene simmons from kiss 
he's funny on Twitter. He has like these some of these comments he makes. He like he'll retweet something and then post like like a couple quick things. Sorry about this. Breaks my heart. <laughs> Sorry to hear this. About the freaking guy Louis Gomert. Oh Jesus. <laughs> we were talking about him before we started recording. Who <laughs> I'm not laughing that he got corona, but he got COVID nineteen and he was the guy going around bitching that people wear masks, didn't have masks. He was like spit talking to everybody all around. Put it this way, he is like he is like pandemic Paul's arch nemesis. If it was like a superhero movie, it would be like the evil Louis Gomert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting it. And he, what'd you say? He like called his whole staff into his office without his without him wearing his fucking. Yeah, he's like, he's like, hey, everybody coming to my office, we got a meeting. By the way, I have Corona. <laughs> Everybody, please get in my office. I got coronavirus, and all you, all you motherfuckers are probably gonna get it now. But who gives a shit? It's a fucking hoax. Um. Anyways, <laughs> Gene, sorry to hear this. And then there's another one. Unfortunate. He did it twice. He retweeted the thing, and he He's said, "What is unfortunate?" And sorry to hear this. He's shocking. So passive aggressive. Like happy birthday. Stay safe. Our families are with you. Our prayers are with your family. Sad. <laughs> These are all like one word comments <laughs> on different news events. I don't yeah. know what he's doing, but I just find him funny. And then I can't let you go, buddy, until I, I got to bring it up. Do it. Go ahead. First of all, he put this picture of like, I don't know. It's like got to be like that face morphing app. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like pandemic Paul shrinks into like a seven-year-old yeah. and it's like a close-up of his face and, and he's now the... and now for something weird <laughs> like, but, and he's got you... his big time lemon lips lemon sucking uh, lips going on this one fucking crooked eyes and fucking <laughs> Jesus. I, I will give you i will give i will give him a break though he hasn't really been too pandemic paul although he did do another condolence tweet he right did? That's Another why one I brought it up. Yep. Rest in peace. Uh, the co-founder of uh, Fleetwood Mac, Peter Green, passed away. Paul Stanley doing his rest in peace, which he has that right to do. But I think that's at least three or four um, deaths since the passing of uh, J.R. Smalling and Bob Kulik and crickets on those guys. We say that every week. And then, he's, then he was retweeting you know, a live performance by uh, some hot chick with a, <laughs> a, a star over her eye playing like the fiddle or something. Get, damn, she was hot. And then something about um, the movie Almost Famous, which is a terrific movie, but he just tweeted about that. So he took some time off, I think, from his pandemic Paul rants. But oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Go then ahead. He had the photo of, OK, a little break from a prison reality. Yeah. Oh, I think that's supposed to be my Paul thing. Yeah. And it's a crock cake. <laughs> and, like it's, those and it's weird a- things where cakes are like. Look like real intimate objects, and yeah. like people cut them, and they find out they're just, you know, they're cakes, and you know, Paul and food, you know, yeah, and then the um, the almost famous stuff too. Yeah, he's just anything but kiss. Yep, it's all that. That's what I said. It's now to the point where we scroll through his tweet like a week at a time to see if there's been anything kiss related, and there there's nothing. And it gets back to what we said on Asylum. Yep. All the shit that he was giving Gene about not putting his efforts to kiss. 
Why doesn't Gene come back and go, hey, my mind's in Kiss. I'm promoting the band constantly. Our products and stuff. When was the last time you promoted the band? I'm telling you, it's going to be very, very interesting whenever they get to back together and get back on the road. Do you road. know what it is, Tom? Do you know what I kind of figured out it is? Go ahead. I think he is so intent to be legitimized. Like he's an artist. Yeah. He is, he's like the critics to like him. Like he's a serious person that he'll comment on serious items and that he's not to be like trifled with. Like yeah. he's now someone made a point. And I don't know where it was. They texted it to us or they emailed us or a direct message of some sort. Do you think that Paul would act the way he did in exposed now? Oh he yeah. Somebody did say that. I don't, so I wish embarrassed by how they acted during that yep. and all his goofy stuff. He is like, he's trying to put that away. That's not his image. Now, now he's, you know, I'm being interviewed by Dan rather come see my paintings. Uh, let me comment on today's current events. Like he wants to be considered a philanthropist, uh, an entertain. Like you're not. You're the fucking guy that wrote all night. Which is why I bring back to my original point. I don't think he cares about Kiss anymore. I don't. And, and I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying this because obviously I want this to happen. I I, I don't want this to happen. But I'm telling you right now. I'm not going to be surprised if the like the tour never happens again. I'm just not. I, I'm not going to. I'm not. All right. be- be- because of because of the virus, because of the age, because of what appears to be constant like disinterest in the band. I just like you said, and like you said, he's taken all these steps to become legitimized with the art in uh, you know the Soul Station and his tweets the about cooking. His tweets about wearing the mask and being responsible and respectable. Going back into Kiss and putting on the Star Child makeup. Well, now you're Paul Stanley from Kiss again. All that other stuff. Oh, I see. We always knew you were that guy that that sings, uh, you know, Detroit I'm Rock City. Friends. I'm good friends with Sir Elton John. Right. I talked to Jimmy Page. Yep. Rod Stewart is a great fan, friend of mine. Yep. I enjoy these artists. He doesn't want to talk. So I want to show you something. I have on my desktop the Twitter page up right now. Okay. Paul Stanley, Paul Stanley Live. Underneath his heading, join me. You belong here. Nothing, nothing. about Kiss. His headshot, nothing about the makeup or Kiss. Nope. The background photo that he has in it is all his art. Yep. Nothing in the photos of Kiss. On the right is as his last six images that he's got. He's got baby friggin' freakazoid kid there, whatever, baby Paul. He's got a picture of him in the soul station wearing the mask, doing the peace sign. He's got another picture of him wearing a mask. He's got his fucking manicotti photo with peas. Yep. He's got the fucking photo of the boiling water. Oh, you boil water to make pasta? Oh, okay. Yep. To the right of that is his fucking awful pasta dish he's making. And then to the right of that is whoever that um, keyboard player was for Kiss that passed away. Phil Ashley. Those are the six images. That's this. This is the page of Paul Stanley. Where do you see fucking kiss anywhere on this? You have to go all the way back to July 10th. When we talked about this before, where it's a picture of the stage. And he says, I can't wait to do this again. Once you get past that. Nothing. His Twitter. Nothing. The first thing you do when you go to his account and his page, there is nothing identifying him with kiss. Nothing. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm scrolling as we're talking the last. Okay. July 10th, 
was a picture. And I, I'm talking about pictures, not just tweets. I'm talking about tweets that involve photos. July 10th was a picture of the stage where he says, I can't wait to do this. The, the la- Before that, the previous tweet that involved a kiss picture was May 12th when he wished Eric Singer a happy birthday. So he went almost two months in between tweeting any kind of media, photo, video, or anything kiss related. That's the fucking star child from Kiss right well, there doing that. He's busy doing interviews with uh, Joe, what's his face there? Joe the Bonamassa. Yeah, Joe Bob, and yeah. talking about when, when he was a child, he grew up on you know classical music. And I, was, I listened to Chopin, and then I would go to you know um, theater groups, and I could listen to all types of music. Motown, yep. I listened to Cream, and all, like, all these like artists. Dude, you wrote fucking anything for my baby. He's trying to reinvent himself, like you said. That's what he's, and I think he's taken advantage of this time. He's like, you know what? I can be someone else for, like you said, I can legitimize myself. But if he puts that gear on and that makeup on and gets back out there and sings, you know, I got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion. Well, and then goes all that shit that he's trying to do. So I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know about the tour. I just don't. Fuck it. Anyways, yeah. if we stay on this, I'm gonna get hot. Oh, what happens when we get hot? You know, tell us. Oh. Oh, is it my turn to tell us about what gets hot? It is your turn. Well, I'll tell you right now. Free stuff is awesome. Free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter Offer code LOUDCAST at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy as fans of Gene Simmons from KISS and six free spicy movies plus free shipping that's loudcast at adamandeve.com for you the fan beautiful gene beautiful beautiful yes so tom we call this one album review review part one and i felt like we I usually keep something in an archaic Excel spreadsheet, all our statistics, all our episode, all our rankings, and we hit the tenth album that we reviewed. Yep. And because OCD is in major effect on me, I'm like, we should stop and, and review everything we've done for the first 10 albums. Yeah. And start ranking where we have now. We've been ranking these as we go along behind the scenes. We've also been ranking every song from every album on a master list. Yep. 106 songs so far. So we're not going to just go through the 106 songs, but let's go back. And we don't have to go in specific order, or if you want, we can go by chronologically by how we reviewed them. Or we can go by, you know, um, chronologically by how Kiss release them do you have a preference uh i would probably say chronological maybe 
Okay, by by the band's release by the ba- by or the ba- by us reviewing? By the band releasing them. Okay. So if we're going to go by that, okay, I think this was the first episode we did this year. Yep. Okay, and that was the debut album. Yep. From Kiss. <laughs> we, we wanted to open up the second year with a bang, Tom. We opened up with an album review, the debut album. Yep. Uh, up until recently, probably our most listened to episode. And it's funny because it's hard to list it and tell people what it is because you can't just say kiss, kiss. Right. So, right. you know, just the simple thing of saying, make sure you put debut album on the title to yep. get people to see what we're discussing. And, you know, you're looking at those legendary songs. We both uh, rank this one very high. Spoke highly of this. Oh, yeah. And um, do you want to go through what we ranked at the time? So here's the thing about the rankings here that Zeus and I kind of want to address is that it's funny because when we when we do the album reviews, okay, we we rank stuff like at that time, for, for lack of a better term. So every Kiss fan knows that your ranking of songs and albums changes at the drop of a hat. Okay. so. Some of these rankings might not exactly jive 100% with like the individual album review rankings. It, 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 it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting thing when we did the, the kiss, um, the kiss debut album. The, yeah. the joke is what's your favorite kiss song today? today exactly. What's your favorite kiss album today. Yep. And they change. So yep. back then when we did this debut album, quite simply, Tom, you had deuce black diamond strutter, Firehouse, Nothing to Lose, Cold Gin, 100,000 Years, Let Me Know, Love Theme from Kiss, and Kissing Time. That was your order. Mine was Black Diamond, Nothing to Lose, Deuce, Firehouse, Let Me Know, Cold Gin, 100,000 Years, Strutter, Kissing Time, Love Theme from Kiss. Knowing that, at the time we did this, anything stick out about this album and the way we ranked the songs? Well, I mean, for for you, it's it's interesting because you have Strutter like really low, like you have it you have it as either you can call it the eighth best or the third worst, however you want to look at it. We both are not big fans of a hundred thousand years, and we both have Love Theme from Kiss and Kissing Time as the bottom two, just reversed. Uh, Black Diamond is a standout. You have it one, I have it two. But I think this album. Uh, different people have different feelings on this album. You know, we both have Firehouse at four, Deuces up there. This is another one of those Kiss albums that's loaded with hits, but that also has some songs where people just kind of differ on. And uh, I think that shows here too. You know, you have Let Me Know higher than me. I have it higher than Colgen. Exactly. Right, right. Which a lot of people might think you're crazy for. Insane. Insane? Crazy? But that, but that's interesting. But then when you go look, and you know, and this is what I was talking about before. You know, looking at individual song rankings, because there's a so far we, there's been 106 Kiss songs on these 10 album reviews, and I don't know about you, I don't really have an explanation or an excuse for it. But ranking the songs that way, some and it, and it probably could have been the day that I did it, the, the mood that I was in the rankings might not necessarily jive with the rankings we did at the time we recorded the episode for the kiss debut album. And I think that's just the life of a kiss fan. Unfortunately, I don't want to say it's disingenuous because it's not, 
It's just like you said, what's your favorite kiss song today? What's your worst kiss song today? You know what I mean? Yeah. And the issue that I want to bring <clears throat> up specifically that sticks out for me yep. is that this album, like you mentioned to me, like, well, you have Strutter Low. It's the eighth song. Yep. But then when you compare it to the rest of the songs of the 106, you'll see I still have Strutter ranked decent. It's not. It's just how high do I have the other ones? Exactly. So it might be the eighth ranked song in this album, but where are the rest of these songs? So I think we should go through all these albums first, and then we'll circle back and go through the rankings of them as a collective unit afterwards. Let's do it. Okay. Let's, let's so do it. That's the thing that sticks out for me. I think the bottom two are, are the same. I think the top, oh, almost the top three. You have Strutter in your top three. Yep. Um, you don't have nothing to lose. You have it as number uh, five. I think five for you. But I have yep. everything else is top four. The other ones are fine. Yep. Um, but that's what sticks out. Okay. Let's go to Dress to Kill. Okay. I have that here. So for me, what sticks out on this, yeah, this is interesting. Is that ranking this, I think this was our was this our first or second album review? This was our second. Because yep. we did we, we did anim- we, we did animalize first. Yep. So what I noticed is like we were in that trap where we're like, oh, we gotta put rock and roll all night first. We yep. both had it ranked number one. So here's your rankings, Tom. Rock and roll all night. Come on and love me. Love her all I can. Rock bottom. She. Room service. Two timer. Anything for my baby. Getaway. Ladies in waiting. Mine were rock and roll all night. Come on and love me. Love her all I can. Room service. Rock bottom. She. Two timer. Getaway. Ladies in waiting. Anything for my baby. These are very similar albums. We rank this very similar. The difference is, and you'll see it when we go to the song rankings, is like your number seven, eight song is still really high in your rankings, whereas mine drop off dramatically. Um, I think this is your highest ranked album. And the other thing I only want to add on this, Tom, is that, yeah, we both fell for the, yeah, rock and roll night number one. And we shouldn't have. Yeah, and I specifically remember doing this episode, and I think it's funny because when we talk about where our rankings are, there's no planet where I think Rock and Roll Night is a better song than Come On and Love Me. But like you said, I think we were like, well, you know, we have to rank the songs. We have to put it number one. Um, and that happens as a Kiss fan. Sometimes you're like, you're like, I can't, I cannot have it number one because it's Rock and Roll All Night. Uh, and this is another example of when you go through the overall 106 song rankings, Rock and Roll All Night is not higher than Come On and Love Me for me. And it's probably not for you either. No. Right. No, it's not. And yep. so these things get changed. That's the thing that sticks out. I mean, I also think they're very similarly ranked. It's oh, yeah. just when we go to the main charts and we start looking at where we rank this album and songs, you have this way above everything else. And, and it comes out into fruition. Yep. Let's move on. The next one. Rock and roll over, Tom. Yep. Our rankings. Mr. S- this is you. Mr. Speed, number one. Then, Colin Dr. Love. Ladies Room. Take Me. Baby Driver. Love Them and Leave Them. Making Love. See You in Your Dreams. Hard Luck Woman. I Want You. Mm-hmm. That's 10. Wow. Yep. Me. Mr. Speed. Love Them and Leave Them. Baby Driver. Calling Dr. Love, Hard Luck Woman, Take Me, Making Love, Ladies Room, I Want You, See You in Your Dreams, 
Go ahead. Obviously, we got the the same number one. That was going to be a layup. We knew that. There are certain album reviews where we know who's going to be the number one song. The rest of this album shakes out um, a lot different. This is Zeus's, uh, you know, probably favorite album that, or at least favorite album that we've done so far. And this is it, this is a song that's loaded with with hits, classics. Some people like this album more than others, but you can see this ranking is kind of all over the place. And I think that speaks to the quality of the album. Unlike some other albums we do, where you know that the top three songs are going to be this and the bottom two songs are going to be this. I have uh, I Want You Last, you have it second to last. So we're on board with that. I have Ladies Room much, much higher than you do. You have it near the bottom, I have it near the top. So it's that kind of album. For me, the big difference I would look at is, again, my eighth and ninth songs are still ranked high in my top 106. Correct. That's the difference. And that's your distress to kill. That's my rock and roll over. Although yep. someone said, you have, I want you that lower ladies room. That's compared to the whole album. Yep. And the difference is also, and I'll talk about that when we get to it is, uh, you know, this has got a lot of like top notch songs, but not like one or two top 10. There's a, there's one for both of us, Mr. Speed. Yep. But there's a lot of, you know, high, highly, High average songs that we have in it, highly ranked songs. Yeah. Gene Simmons from Kiss. Okay, Tom, you rank this one. Uh, number one, Radioactive, Living in Sin, Burning Up with Fever, Tunnel of Love, True Confessions, Man of a Thousand Faces, See You Tonight, See You in Your Dreams, Mr. Make Believe, Always Near You, Nowhere to Hide, When You Wish Upon a star. Um, me, I had radioactive, man of a thousand faces, always near you nowhere to hide, burning up with fever, living in sin, true confessions, see you tonight, tunnel of love, Mr. Make Believe, see you in your dreams when you wish upon a star. I will uh, I would I just want to open up with this. The top and the bottom were the same, and I think the rest we just mixed it up. This is this was, I think, the third album we did, and this is when you could really see the difference in our opinions of songs. That, like, how the fuck do you have that so high, and how the fuck do you have that so low? So go ahead, Tom. Yeah, this is an album, like we said, there's there's few albums where you know what the number one song is going to be and when you know what the last song is going to be. But like Zeus said, the rest of this album could have been you know, like thrown in a in in a, you know and shaken up and stirred and then spit out because who knows what was going to be there. Living in Sin is definitely going to be my number two. The rest of the album is okay. I, I enjoy it. It's not like, I, you know, I have Mr. Make Believe number nine, but if that was the fourth song, I wouldn't care. Obviously, I remember this episode specifically. We had strong opinions on Always Near You, Nowhere to Hide. I had that second to last. You have it third from the top. You have Man of, Man of a Thousand Faces second. I have it in the middle of the pack. So this is one of those albums, like Zeus said, it's just interesting. The top we know, the bottom we know, the middle is a mix. Yeah, I like the fact that it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, these could change on me, and I'm sure they could change for you as well. Oh, yeah. I, I just love the always near you, you know, dispute oh. that me and you have. I love that song. And, uh, you know, Man of a Thousand Faces, you have as six. I have as two. I like it. Yep. There's a lot of songs on here in the beginning that uh, they're okay. They're not bad. But right. nothing that drives me like Radioactive does. No. And the bottom are just awful awful so let's go to a more recent album that we reviewed let's go to paul stanley 
Yep. Uh, Pandemic Paul, you had <laughs> ranked number one. Tonight you belong to me. It's all right. Wouldn't you like to know me? Love in chains. Goodbye. Take me away together as one. Ain't quite right. Move on. Hold me. Touch me. Think of me when we're apart. Me. I had number one. It's all right. Goodbye. Tonight you belong to me. Love in chains. Wouldn't you like to know me? Take me away together as one. Move on. Ain't quite right. Hold me. Touch me. Think of me when we're apart. Comments. Yeah, this is an interesting one looking at this on the spreadsheet here because the bottom four songs are the same except for seven and eight are mixed up a little bit. So the bottom, we we both have Hold Me, Touch Me last. Yeah. Uh, I have Move On eight. You have Move On seven. I have Ain't Quite Right seven. You have that eight. Take Me Away, we both have six. Then the top, we t- I remember talking about this. The, the top of this, this is a top heavy album where mm-hmm. you knew what your number one was going to be. And then after that, you could have picked anything tonight. You belong to me is my favorite. Then it's all right. Wouldn't you like to know me? Love and chains. Goodbye. I could wake up tomorrow and have those come in a completely different order. And I know you probably could too. I know it's all right as your favorite, but all those other songs, you would not have a problem with any of them. So this is one of those unique albums where the bottom, we know the top, we know. Yeah. I would say Tom, that this is, um, this is about as close as me and you've gotten yeah. like with picks. Definitely. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. Agreed. It's not it's not usually that uh, that close, but this was pretty much on the head. Yep. Then let's go to one that really shows the differences between us. Oh, Unmasked. Boy. Tom, on this one, you had um number one, two sides of the coin. Tomorrow is that you, Naked City, Torpedo Girl, talk to me. Shandy, she's so European, easy as it seems. You're all that I want. What makes the world go round? I had number one, you're all that I want. Naked city, two sides of the coin. What makes the world go round is that you, she's so European. (laughs) Talk to me, torpedo girl, tomorrow, easy as it seems. And of course, last, Shandy. Thoughts. Well, you hate this album. So this was a this was a fun episode because I like it. I legitimately love this album. I listen to it often. Um, you hate it, and I thought this was great. The fact that you have your all that I want number one, and I had that second to last. You hate Shandy, it's the bottom of the barrel for you. I have tomorrow as my second favorite. You have it near the bottom of the barrel. This was a fun episode, and I love this album. And looking at these rankings here, this is one of those few albums where I don't think I would change anything. Like, I, I if, you know, tomorrow could could be a number one for me. Um, you know, maybe flip the two, but other than that, I I love this album, and I'm I'm happy with these rankings. That you know, this is kind of steady for me. Yeah, this is one of those that's unique. Everybody that knows this podcast knows that I love you all that I want for some yep. reason, and they also know I hate Shandy. But I, they also found out how much I hate the rest of those Paul pop songs. The only songs I like on this album really like are the Gene songs. I like I'm on the A songs aren't bad, but I'm not a fan of the Paul songs. Not, you know, the one that I enjoy is the what makes the world go round is because friggin' Daryl put the Borat dancing video to the background. Oh Jesus Christ! Yep. Um, but this is all over the map. And I am not a fan of this album. 
<laughs> and you'll right. see when we get to the rankings. Okay. Okay. So yep. let's go to hot in the shade. Nope. Nope. Animalize. Remember we're doing, we're doing them in the oh, order. Yeah. Of, you know yeah. what? I got to move the ranking around. I'm sorry. It was just out of order. Yep. Nope, Animalize. Okay. Yep. All right. Number one, Tom, you had heavens on fire. Burn bitch. Burn. I've had enough into the fire. While the city sleeps, get all you can take. Thrills in the night. Lonely is the hunter. Uh, murder in high heels. And under the gun. Me. I've got heavens on fire. Thrills in the night. Under the gun. I've had enough into the fire. Get all you can take. Lonely is the hunter. Burn, bitch, burn. Murder. I was waiting for that. In high heels. While the city sleeps. So this is one, we, uh, again, you knew what the number one song was going to be, or at least you hope you did, Heaven's on Fire. And then this is another one we're all over the place. And uh, this is interesting because this was our very first album review when this podcast was in its infancy and we were young and we didn't know what we were doing. Not that we know what we're doing now, but um, so this was interesting because this is an album that I, I enjoy. I like Animal Eyes, but all the songs can be i could you know i could listen to get all you can take and then throw on murder and high heels i don't care or you know put on thrills in the night and lonely in the, uh, the the album across the board is is above average to average for me so nothing stands out so these rankings were kind of easy under the gun's going to be last for me because i don't like fast kiss uh, that was easy you have that third uh but yeah this this was this was a fun one uh and and i probably this these rankings could be changed up at any time for me, other than Heaven's on Fire first and Under the Gun last. Yeah, uh, Tom, I you you say you like this, but we'll get into the rankings later. Uh, I, and, that, and that's when we're going to talk about the the difference between where we are at the time of the album review and then where you are when you're compiling everything in retrospect. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like the fact that uh, <laughs> I don't know why you 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 have Wild the City sleep so high. I, I don't get it. I like um, it. <laughs> it's awful. You have it last, which is funny. That 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 is that I is not the, that is not the worst song on the, the album. The reason why is because I find murder. It's funny. I find it humorous. That's why I didn't make that last. It's probably uh, the best Kiss song title that they have: "Murder in High Heels." It's fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Yep. Um, all right, let's go to Asylum, which I even input into the charts. I still have on my cheat sheet here. Uh, yep, I have so, mine. So I have, I had, I had "Tears of Fallen," "Secretly Cruel," "Any Way You Slice It," "Who Wants to Be Lonely," uh, "All Night," "Radar for Love," "Trial by Fire," "Love's a Deadly Weapon," "King of the Mountain," and "I'm Alive." Yeah, mine was "Tears of Fallen," "Secretly Cruel." Who wants to be lonely uh, all night? Any way you slice it, I'm alive. Trial by fire, king of the mountain, radar for love. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Love's a deadly weapon. So this was one again. We knew Tears of Fallen was going to be first, and who knows where everything else is going to be. Another top-heavy album. You had I'm Alive way too high. I had that dead last. Uh, we're both obviously not fans of King of the Mountain. Uh, and the rest of the album, you know, obviously we're fans of the Gene songs on this. Um, so this is the, this is the one that's in every, you know, freshest in everyone's mind. Cause it was last week's episode, but, um, yeah, kind of, kind of a top heavy album for me, you know, yeah, and I think, I think for you too, is the first five are the same exactly in order, yep. but for yep. us, it's the first five are the same. It kind of reminds um, me of the, it's kind of reminds me of the Paul Stanley solo album rankings. 
Yeah. And yep. then the rest get, you know, thrown around. It doesn't right. make a difference. Exactly. Hot in the shade. Let's do it. Uh, you had number one. You love me to hate you forever. Silver spoon. Hide your heart. King of hearts. Rise to it. The street giveth and the street taketh away. Little Caesar loves a dick slap in the face. <laughs> Prisoner of love. Betrayed. Somewhere between heaven and my ass. Read my ball bag. Cadillac <laughs> dreams and shit bag. Oh, I'm sorry. Boomerang. Oh, so this one I knew. I I know. You know, me and Zeus have been Kiss fans for a while. We've been friends for a while. So we knew that we were gonna have you love me to hate you at the top. A lot of people are probably like, what the fuck? We knew we were gonna have Boomerang last. Um, I was surprised to see Zeus also have Forever that high. Um, yeah. We both love Silver Spoon. We both love Hide Your Heart. And then the rest of this album. I mean, there's 15 tracks. So there's a there's a there's a big mishmash about a lot of these songs. Uh, for me, they're all. You know, I love Hot in the Shade. We're on record as saying we both love this album. Uh, we we know that um, a lot of you bozos out there hate this album, um, maybe because you think there's too many songs. But Zeus has argued about that many times. So yeah, this is I think just so many songs. Uh, but the top of the rankings are, are fairly similar. You're you're a much bigger fan of Little Little Caesar than I am. But yeah, I mean, a couple of these songs are similar, and then there's they're kind of all over the place. All right. So should I read my list now? I thought you did. <laughs> I, I read yours first. Oh, shit. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> That's all good. You love me to hate you forever. Little Caesar, Silver Spoon, Hide Your Heart, Cadillac Dreams, Rise to It, King of Hearts, Loves a Dick Slap in the Face, Somewhere Between Heaven and My Ass, Read My Ball Bag, Street Give It and the oh, Street Take It Away, Betrayed, Prisoner of Love. And fucking shitbag boomerang. Now, I hear you what you're saying. Obviously, the top two and the bottom are the same for us. That's yep. what sticks out, right? Yep. Yep. The rest are all in between. So, um, our good friend from Cobras and Fire uh, discussed the fact on their podcast, they did a double episode about Hot in the Shade. And uh, they try to get uh, back at us or something because we were making fun of his ridiculously stupid analysis of uh, Peter Chris singing. Oh, boy. Here we go. And he liked to bring up the fact that he says uh, when he gave the comparisons to Phil Collins, uh, Don Henley and Brett Michaels. And we laughed about how stupid of a comment it is to add brett michaels between this and he kept on inserting in there just because brett michaels does is known to do it listen i know maybe he's known to it because you listen to his stupid awful music yep and you follow that crap band but to me and you brett michaels isn't known for anything other than being the bozo from poison so uh i'm i'm sorry we didn't know brett michaels is known for stupid shit so is the fucking uh, used car salesman in fucking Leicester, Massachusetts. That's also I true. You didn't know that. That's also true. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Fuck, oh, Brett Michaels. The fucking ridiculous. Who, what? Brett, Brett, where? <laughs> Brett, where? Um, anyway, just to steer the car back into the lane, I, I listened to their album review of, of uh, Hot in the Shade. They did do an excellent job. Better than, uh, you know, I would say they're a step below us, but, you know, they were the second best. 
nobody does an album review like Shout It Out Loudcast. You could print that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, thanks for the tip of the hat that we didn't, uh, you know, copy this from anybody. No, they copied us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, album reviews isn't a copyright kind of thing. So, no, it is. It is. We own it. No one can do it. <laughs> no one is allowed to talk to about Kiss an- albums. <laughs> yeah. Nope. It's yeah. a cease and desist. I'm well, doing it for you. Well, I think the what fan. They, yeah. <laughs> but what I think they did is they made it unique and try to cut out some of the songs, which was later done by somebody else, too. Why do people want to cut songs out of this? Like you always I, I, say, I, I hate that idea. I just, I can have 10 songs or I can have six songs. No, but it's going to cost me the same. If I don't like those four songs, I won't listen to them. I'm going to tell you, you, Tom, the fan, <laughs> like those four songs. Oh, but here's a reason why I don't want to cut these songs out. Even though Boomerang is a pile of steaming shit. I want the song on the album so that we can talk about how badly it sucks. It gives us, it it gives us entertainment to, I don't, I don't, I like, I like these kiss albums that have bad songs on them because I don't want to be there. Like, Oh yeah. Silver spoon's great. You love me to hate. It's great. Forever. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I want to be like, Oh, prisoner of love is fucking trash. Tom, there won't be any, Bad comments about Kiss on this podcast. You're you know, right. If if you're gonna make any comments about Kiss, I'm gonna I'm gonna disconnect your microphone and shut you off. They have to be positive. Is that a positive thing? <laughs> <laughs> Only positive comments about Kiss, or you're not allowed on here. Yeah. If you're a new listener, yeah, that's what we do here. If you're an old listener, you know we're both full of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, enough of taking shots about everybody in the fucking podcast world. Fuck them all. <laughs> fucking Baco. <laughs> We're gonna have him on one of our live streams and go at it. Oh, anyways, let's go over to your favorite album, Psycho Circus. Oh, fucking trash heap! <laughs> I knew we were off to a bad start. When, when uh, we see, got- we're off to a bad start already. <laughs> we're also gonna include in this ranking in your face the extra song on it because eventually we'd like to think we went through every Kiss song. So you had number one. I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll. <laughs> That's almost as bad as like Elvis is like fucking Fort Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce song. Like that is the worst fucking title I've ever heard. We got to win this race. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row. You can drop that in. <laughs> That's what's happening. I like Elvis Presley. Really? I give credit where credit is due. El- when Elvis was young, he was a bad motherfucker boy. Elvis was bad. He was vicious and shit. Sing his ass off. He sang so good, they let him do movies. He couldn't act. They said, fuck it. Let him sing all his dialogue. They did. Everything Elvis said, they said, Elvis, we got to win this race. We got to win this race. (laughs) Elvis, want some lemonade? Lemonade. (laughs) That cool, refreshing drink. Let him sing till it was over, too. Elvis was 42 years old. Remember right before he croaked? He would come out. His stomach was all fat and shit. And his butt be sticking out and shit. Looking like he had a shitty walk on the stage like this. (laughs) 
I've lived A life that's full I've traveled each And every boy We owe But more What's more there is Excuse me to it. Oh, man. I, go ahead. Excuse me. Um, raise your glasses. Uh, in your face. Yep. Cycle circus into the void. Within. Dreaming. You wanted the best. Journey of a thousand years. We are one. I finally found my way. I had number one. Raise your glasses. Within. Journey of a thousand years. You wanted the best into the void in your face. I finally found my way. We are one. I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll. Psycho circus and then dreaming. Dude. Okay. Couple things here. It is roundly agreed in Kiss World that I finally found my way is one of the all time worst. You have it ranked sixth on an album out of 10. It, it, that song is a fucking train wreck. It's horrible. Uh, I, I, look, I, I'll be on. I know I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll is a horribly embarrassing song title, but I like the song. I like that. The lyrics and the title are horrible. The same thing with raise your glasses. The lyrics and the song title are horrible, but the song is cool. Psycho circus eh, into the void eh, within. Eh, and then it just goes off a fucking cliff as the album continues. Uh, as, or as my rankings continue, this is not a good album. So raise your glasses should be in every, at least one sports championship winning video montage. Well, no, you the eighties. Well, you can't do that. It promotes drinking. Cause when you raise your glasses, you're raising a glass of champagne. You can't do that. It, can't do it that. should be in every championship video for like kids winning the state title or something. It's the fucking bomb. I love that. It's not very kiss like, but it's a great song. It's a good song, yeah, yeah. Um, but your, your your rankings are fucking horrible, man. I, okay. I I I love you to death. You're my buddy and my partner. But okay, dreaming number fucking six. You're stuck in. Dude, that song's horrible. Circus is the worst fucking played song in any Kiss concert. It, it ever. is not. It is the worst is- played Kiss song in the last twenty years played in concert. You, you don't like the chorus. It is the worst <laughs> song. Played in the Kiss fucking concert set list. Are you pulling the Eddie Murphy? Wasn't me. You're just going to keep saying it until you get you me to believe fucking it. fucking name me a worse song played. It might be of all time. Let me go rock and roll. Let me go rock and roll is one of the best songs live. Are you shitting me? Name me a worse song uh, than uh, Psycho Circus played live. Okay. I'll you can ease. think of. I will. And this is going to annoy you. And I'm being serious. I'm not trying to be funny. Beth. That's fucking ridiculous. Why? There Beth is horrible. Millions and millions of people that love hearing Beth. There are I may not be one of them. Of, there are millions and millions of people that hate Kiss. So fuck them. <laughs> Psycho Circus is the worst Kiss song in a set list. There's your poll question for Monday, people. <laughs> Pay attention. Dude, this episode fucking went off the rails. We were like, oh, yeah, Yo, your ranking's this. Now it's like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not upset with you. I'm just saying. No, I'm Psycho kidding. Circus, the song, is the worst played song in a set list by Kiss. That, I can't think of another one worse. 
Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. So those are uh, those are all the ten albums. Yes. Okay. Now, what I did because I have major OCD. I love what you did. Um, we rank every song, a hundred and six songs. And for the next three hours, we're <laughs> going to read them to you. <laughs> um, so before we do the song rankings, let's do what we always do first, and that is the album rankings. Tom, you ranked album uh, covers this way. Yep. Okay. Tom, you had is the first album cover uh, rated number one for you. Rock and Roll Over. Then Gene Simmons. Dressed to Kill, Kiss, Paul Stanley, Unmasked, Psycho Circus, Hot in the Shade, Asylum, Animal Eyes. Okay. I had Rock and Roll Over, Gene Simmons, from Kiss, Dressed to Kill, Kiss, Paul Stanley, Asylum, Psycho Circus, Unmasked, Hot in the Shade, Animal Eyes. Want to break that down? Yeah, this is the, the this is one thing the rankings for me probably will will not change. And if they do, it might be the bottom of the barrel. But based on these 10 albums, I don't have any qualms about these rankings. You know, I know the Gene Simmons album, it's just him. But you're talking about arguably the, the, the most iconic photo slash painting slash album cover of Gene Simmons that there is. Dressed to Kill, Kiss, Paul Stanley, Unmasked. I'm surprised. I know a lot of people don't like the unmasked cover. I think it's creative, you know, with the comic book thing. Animalize, we both have last. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to see if anything could top that off. You have Asylum way higher than me, and I don't understand mm-hmm. that. But you said you enjoyed that cover. You thought it was unique for the time. But, yeah, no, I, th- I think, you know, we have the top five all is all the same. Top five is the same in the bottom on the 10th, Animalize. Yep. So, basically, I also did is I took the average of these between you and I. Yep. So between you and I, this is how they came out in order. Rock and Roll Over is number one. Gene Simmons, number two. Dressed to Kill, number three. Number four is Kiss. Number five is Paul Stanley. Since we had him in order, that makes sense. Yep. Then Psycho Circus and Unmasked are tied yep. next. And then Asylum, then Hot in the Shade, and finally Animalized. Yep. So those are like the composite rankings based on like our average placement in our rankings. So yeah, and that, those those are fine. I mean, I know there's a couple there's a couple differences from each of our personal rankings, but yep. unmasked in asylum, if they were switched, would have been exactly how I rank them. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. Hot in the shade and asylum are mixed up a little bit for me, and that's uh, that's actually the only difference. The composite ranking is a little bit different with those two, and that's it. And I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. No, yeah. that's fine. Yep. So the next yep. thing we did, Tom, yep. we ranked all 106 songs. We did. Now, I don't think it's a good idea and not very good listening to listen to both me and you read off 106 songs. No. So let's rank. Now, again, we know these songs will contradict some of the album reviews that we did. For instance, when we talk about our songs, the, the first song Tom is going to rank, you're going to be like, wait a minute. You had that song number two. Undressed to Kill. How the hell is that the number one song? Exactly. Because we've changed our minds on a lot of this stuff. Yep. It's what we think of right now. And so let's do this, Tom. Okay. Why don't you read your top 20? I'll read my top 20. Okay. Then we'll read song 86 
through 106. Okay. Yours and then mine. Bottom 20. Top All 20, right. Bottom 20. So here's my top 20 starting from number 20 and going up. And this is uh, based on these 10 albums that were reviewed. Number 20, Heaven's on Fire. 19, Calling Dr. Love. 18, Ladies Room. 17, She. 16, Anything for My Baby. 15, It's All Right. 14, You Love Me to Hate You. 13, Room Service. 12, Firehouse. 11, Radioactive. 10, Wouldn't You Like to Know Me. 9, Strutter. 8, Rock and Roll All Night. 7, Rock Bottom. 6, Tonight You Belong to Me. 5, Mr. Speed. 4, Lover All I Can. 3, Black Diamond. 2, Deuce. 1, Come On and Love Me. And as Zeus said, these rankings are not probably going to go and coincide with our album rankings that we read. And that's because it's just a whole different experience doing a big list of song rankings and the timing of it and how you feel at the time. So that's that. Number 20 for me, Naked City. 19, Raise Your Glasses. 18, Lover All I Can. 17, Secretly Cruel. 16, Heaven's on Fire. 15, Calling Dr. Love. 14, Tears Are Falling. 13, Radioactive. 12, Rock and Roll All Night. 11, Forever. 10, Firehouse. 9, You Love Me to Hate You. 8, Deuce. 7, Love Them and Leave Them. 6, You're All That I Want. 5, Come On and Love Me. 4, Nothing to Lose. 3, It's All Right. 2, Mr. Speed. Number one, Black Diamond. Nice. Now, now I, I want to come up with a couple quick things on mine. Yep. Go ahead. And then I want to talk a couple things on yours. And then okay. I want you to talk about yours and then mine. Go ahead. So first thing I'll say is you noticed, you know, two of the top four songs have has Peter Chris singing. Yep. Um, hence my love for him. And I the rasp. The screeching Black Diamond for me is the ultimate kiss song. It's the one song I say you could play to anybody, classic rock, fucking snob, young, old, whatever, and be like, damn, that's a fucking good song. Yep. I just, and it's a great concert live staple. And I love the two people singing it, and Peter goes nuts. The other thing, I know there are stuff in here that people might be like, what the fuck do you have? Raise your glasses. You're all that I want. They're just different songs that give me a different sentimentality when I feel when I how I feel when I listen to them. They're just something that moves me. I I can't explain it. Uh, There is some fatigue in here. But for the most part, I look at my list. Then I look at your list for my you're all that I want and uh, raise your glasses. I look over yours, Tom, and I say, you know. You have uh, anything for my baby, which I'd be like, what? Yep. Uh, you have um, uh, tonight. You belong to me, Strutter. I'm so tired of that song in there. Yep. And you know, uh, other than that, we have probably about I don't know, fifteen or uh, maybe the same top twenty songs. I would guess. I don't know. Yep. Um, there's a lot of similarities. I know that you love. Come on and love me. And uh, that doesn't surprise me. But, uh, you know, I I can't really fault you on this. You have some songs that stick out. I have some songs that stick out. Over to you, buddy. 
So it's interesting because for somebody who has unmasked ranked last and who on record yeah. hate you hate that album, you have two songs in the top 20. Um, so I found that interesting. Mm-hmm. You also you find out what I have in the bottom 20. Oh, I know. And it's also interesting because you have a lot more quote unquote newer songs. You have two songs from Hot in the Shade, two songs from Asylum, uh, a song from Animalize, a song from Psycho Circus. In my entire top 20, I have one song from Animalize, one song from Hot in the Shade. Everything else is all uh, early makeup stuff. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go ahead. How many do you have from one of those albums? Uh, I pretty much have the entire Dress to Kill album there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's the yep. thing that sticks out. Yep. Right? Yep. No, it's true. And then looking at it again, it's, uh, you know, like we said, Deuce, that's a Gene song. It's uh, it's always going to be there for me. Black Diamond, I could have that there. Lover All I Can't. Dress to Kill, you, as you see, is one of my all-time favorite albums. There's a couple songs as we get down into, you know, probably the 11 through 20. We're looking at them now. I'm like, ah, you know, do I really like She better than Colin Dr. Love? I don't know. Do I like it better than Ladies Room? Do I like You Love Me to Hate Me better than Colin Dr. Love? Maybe not. But again, it's uh, it's at the time that you that you make these. Yeah, it's just like overall in my life, how much did I like Dr. Love when I heard in 1978? Way exactly. more than I heard You Love Me to Hate Me in 1989. It's but true. Over time, yep. this is where I'm at now. Right. But the other thing that sticks out is you have three Paul Stanley solo songs, solo album songs on there in your top 20. Yep. Three. Tom. Yep. I know. Right? That's cr- we, yeah, I know. We, we both have a Gene Simmons, the one song by Gene. Yep. And um, yeah, that's uh, I, I just find this stuff so fascinating when you when you put the pen to the paper and you're like, all right, this is my list. And plus we plus people that listen to us, they know how much we love breaking down and analyzing lists and rankings and talking about where things are and why they're there. And that's 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 we, we just love doing that. And what's better than talking about a kiss list? Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to see where I mean, I had a hard time breaking song 60 to 80 i mean all the way through yep i agree all right so tom why don't we go to number 86 i believe to 106 okay worst song you want to start off for excuse me why don't you go i I did the top 20 why don't you you can start with the bottom 20 go ahead um 86 number 86 radar for love 87 tomorrow 88 Anything for my baby, 89, the street giveth and the street taketh away, 90, cycle circus, 91, dreaming, 92, murder on high heels, 93, while the city sleeps, 94, see you in your dreams, rock and roll over, Mr. Make-Believe, 95, 96, betrayed, 97, see you in your dreams, Gene Simmons, 98, Prisoner of Love, 99, Ain't Quite Right, 100, Love's a Deadly Weapon, 101, Easy As It Seems, 102, Love Theme from Kiss, 103, Boomerang, 104, When You Wish Upon a Star, 105, Hold Me, Touch Me, Think of Me When We're Apart, 106, Shandy. That is fucking insane. (laughs) absolute fucking madness that that's the worst but all right i'm gonna read mine this is this is this is fun all right 86 under the gun 
87, see you tonight, Gene Simmons. Oh, that was see you in your dreams. I didn't need to clarify that. <laughs> 80, 80, 88, you're all that I want. Oh. 89, dreaming. 90, true confessions. 91, Mr. Make-Believe. 92, lonely is the hunter. 93, loves a deadly weapon. 94, murder in high heels. Number five, Cadillac dreams. 96, love theme from kiss. 97, kissing time. 98, journey of a thousand years. 99, always near you, nowhere to hide. 100, you wanted the best. 101, hold me, touch me, think of me when we're apart. 102, boomerang. 103, I'm alive. 104, we are one. 105, I finally found my way. And 106, when you wish upon a star. Go ahead, Zeus. 104? 104 was we are one. Oh, I thought you said we are wildness. Okay, we- <laughs> I, I'd, I'd rather have that. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So I analyze first. You analyze first now. Okay. So this is obviously, this doesn't surprise me that this is kind of all over the place. Obviously, the ones at the very bottom are similar. We have when you wish upon a star, I have that dead last. You have it 104. Hold me, touch me is is there. Boomerang is there. The fact that you have Shandy last is <laughs> honestly, that's fucking mind numbing. And I don't, it's just fucking nuts. You have Tomorrow 87, which is probably my first or second favorite song off Unmasked. The Street Giveth. I love that song. Prisoner of Love off Hot in the Shade. I like that song. There's a lot of similarities here, but there's a lot of differences. We both have murder and high heels. We both have love theme from Kiss. Uh, we both have a lot of Gene Simmons stuff. You know, Mister Make Believe. You have anything for my baby? Eighty eight. I have that ranked very high for me. This is kind of like it, it, it's kind of reflective of some of the albums that we do, where the bottom is similar, and you know, it's kind of like everything else is kind of a mishmash. Um, but there are a lot of similarities, and then there's a lot of what the fucks here too. All right, so I know we started from 86. Yep. But 86, you, and excuse me, 81, a Gene Simmons album. 83, Gene Simmons. 84, Gene Simmons. 87, (laughs) Gene Simmons. 90, Gene Simmons. 91, Gene Simmons. 99, Gene Simmons. And the worst song, Gene Simmons. Yep. Holy fuck, that's bad. Well, because um, it's going, it's going. Look at all the other albums we ranked. I mean, we ranked like unbelievable. We 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 reviewed unbelievable albums. So I'm sorry, know, a lot of a lot of those songs out for me. It does. All right. So with that, I cannot believe 86 down. You had seeing you on tonight's a decent song. It's not a bad song. You're all that I want. I love that song. I I, I can't see why you think it's that bad. I can see like, oh, I don't like it. Like you like it. Like, yeah. It's not a bad song that you, at least I don't think it is. It's not yep. something like, oh, turn that off. It's fucking horrible. Um, right, right. I know you hate Cadillac Dreams. I like that song. Terrible song. Uh, Journey of a Thousand Years. I love the way that song builds. Always Terrible Near song. You, Nowhere to Hide. Another one I love that builds. Uh, you know, we're the same on Boomer. I actually like Fast I'm Alive. Uh, Boomerang, When You Wish Upon a Star, Hold Me, Touch Me. Love's a Deadly Weapon, Ain't Quite Right. You know, betrayed shit like that while yep. the city sleeps, murdering high heels, like dreaming. Like, I feel like those are all kind of similar. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'll be honest with you. After the street giveth, I mean, even tomorrow, like, they're not like, oh, turn this off. 
Right, but something has to be there. The same thing, read my body, something has to be there. Exactly. When I start going from like, while the city sleeps, see you in your dreams, Mr. It's shit that I'm like, oh my God, I... I, I refuse to change a song when Kiss is playing, but I'm very tempted when those come come on. I'll be honest with you. When, when you start to get to right around, like, I have Journey of a Thousand. Like, once you start to get to around 100, yeah, that, that bottom right there is just, it's, it's going to take a lot to move those guys out of there. When The more, the more albums we do, it's going to take a lot to move those guys out of there. Yeah. So what we should be doing now, is going to uh, look at the average of these songs. You gave your top 20. I gave my top 20. Yep. I gave my bottom 20. You gave your bottom 20. But all those songs weren't, you know, combined. Some of them, we had them all over the place. You saw I had You All I Want in top 20. You had You All I Want in the bottom 20. Yep. So where are the middle songs? Where are the top 20 ranked songs between me and you? Okay. And I have them listed as our best and worst ranked songs. These are the average ratings. So do you mind if I read them first? And you can do the worst. Yeah, go ahead. No, you read read the the number 20th song. Yeah, and these are like the the aggregate rankings of me and you combined top 20. Correct. Between me and you, number 20, Tom, with 22.5 was the average ranking was secretly cruel. Number 19 with a ranking of 20 average tears are falling. Number 18 with their average rating of 19 love them and leave them. Number 17 with an average rating of 18.5 rock bottom. Number 15 and 16 are tied with 18 points average apiece. Forever and heaven's on fire. Number 14 at 17.5 average. Tonight you belong to me. 11, 12, and 13 all ranked an average of 17 points. Yep. And they are nothing to lose. Room service calling Dr. Love. Number uh, eight and nine tied with 11 and a half. And you skip, you, you, you skip radioactive number 10. Oh, or 10. I apologize. Yep. Radioactive with 12 points. Yep. Eight and nine are tied with 11.5. Firehouse, you love me to hate you. Number seven, lover all I can, 11. Number six, rock and roll all night with 10 points is ranked. Number five, It's All Right, with an average of a nine. Number four, 5.5, Deuce. Number three, at 3.5, Mr. Speed. Number two, with an average score of three, Come On and Love Me. And the number one ranked song, which an average of two, was my number one, your number three, Two points, Black Diamond. Thoughts about that, Tom? Well, my first thoughts are, I don't know if our audience are smart enough to understand what we've done here with these statistical analysis here, so I hope they have. If not, you can call us or email us at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. We can offer you tutoring services via Skype. So uh, that being said, 
this ranking here, I have, if this was my top 20, I would have no problem with it, obviously. And that's where these aggregate numbers come from. I think the only one that might be in this top 20 that might not be in mine, looking at it quickly, maybe secretly cruel and tears are falling. The rest of this list is, is it's terrific. I'm not going to argue with it. I mean, Black yeah, Diamond. Tears are falling, secretly cool, like in the 60s or 70s for you? No, I, I think they're, no, they, no, the they, they, yeah, they're, they're just outside my top 20. Yeah. 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 No, no. So it's a it's a great top twenty, especially the top like five. Okay, you know, you know what sticks out. I mean, to most of our listeners, you love me to hate you. Will be like, what the fuck is that doing in there? That that's just the, a personal favorite of ours. It's just the way it is. It's all right at number yep. nine. Yep. The only other one that I think I'm like I'm surprised of all these songs. Room service. I didn't know that you liked that song that much. I do. Okay. I do, yeah. but I, I think it's a top twenty song. I guess yep. for me. Yep. And, and it, uh, you know, that's what's in there. Yep. Uh, I just find that list. So the final list, Black Diamond, Come On and Love Me, Mr. Speed, Deuce, It's All Right, It's Rock, rock and Roll All Night, Love Her All I Can, Firehouse, You Love Me to Hate You, Radioactive, Nothing to Lose, Room Service, Calling Dr. Love, Tonight You Belong to Me, Heaven's on Fire, Forever, Rock Bottom, Love Them and Leave Them, Tears Are Falling, Secretly Cruel. So those that's are our top 20. Those are our aggregate top 20 songs after 10 album episodes. Okay. okay. Do you so, want to read from the bottom, the aggregate, worst yep, 20 songs? Yep. So these are the 20 worst songs. I will start. Uh, I will go in reverse order. So the last one I read will be the dead last song. So uh, Read My Body with a score of 81.5. Uh, Psycho Circus with a, yeah. score of, with a score of 82. Radar for Love with a score of 82.5. Ain't Quite Right with a score of 83. Tied with a score of 83.5, is King of the Mountain and Easy As It Seems. Uh, with a score of 84, the Gene Simmons version of See You In Your Dreams. Tied with a score of 87.5, I'm Alive and While the City Sleeps. 88, Betrayed. 89.5, I Finally Found My Way. 90, Dreamin'. 90.5, We Are One. Tied at 93, make, uh, Murder in High Heels and Mr. Make Believe. 96.5 is Love's a Deadly Weapon. 99, Love Theme from Kiss. Top three. Top three worst. 102.5, Boomerang. 103, Hold Me, Touch Me, Think of Me When We're Apart. And with an aggregate score of 105, the worst song after our 10 album rankings is When You Wish Upon a Star. Zeus, yep. what do you think, buddy? I find this list to be pretty accurate. Uh, I think we'll get some shit for King of the Mountain being in there and idiots that like Psycho Circus. Other than that, who's really putting their foot down and be like, oh, no, like there's nothing in here that I have in my top 20 or something. Out of 106 songs, there's no way I would have Psycho Circus in here. There is no way I would have. Um, well, I shouldn't say no way, but no, I actually, you know what? Looking at this, I think Psycho Circus is the only one. I'm not going to say tell you that I love the song. I don't. It's not a great song. I don't love the song. It should not be in the 20 worst out of 106 songs, in my opinion. Yeah. Your scoring fucked up this ranking. Hit <laughs> on a lot of yours, I too. You weighted it badly, but but that. But other than that, I have no problem with this top 20 or and bottom 20. Are, yeah, and those are the aggregate scores: top 20 best, yep. top 20 worst. So if you take those scores. And we do our album rankings. Yep. So our original album rankings, top 10, Tom, do you want to read your top 10 originally? 
at the time of this recording, before we did all these number crunching, this was my ranking after the 10 albums. Number one, Dress to Kill, Kiss, Rock and Roll Over, Paul Stanley, Unmasked, Hot in the Shade, Asylum, Gene Simmons, Animalize, Psycho Circus. Me, Rock and Roll Over, Kiss, Paul Stanley, Dress to Kill, Hot in the Shade, Asylum, Animalize, Psycho Circus, Gene Simmons, Unmasked. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we kind of already went over this a little bit here with what we think, but you're right. Some of the statistics and 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 this comes into play where when you look at an album as a whole, as opposed to taking 106 songs and ranking them, it's weird. It's the numbers aren't going to make sense. And I'm sure all the kiss fans out there listening are going to understand that, that when you hold an album in your hand, when you hold animal eyes in your hand, you're going to be like, Oh, I like this album. It's not great, but I like it. But then when you throw in all the songs from Animal Eyes in with the other nine albums, the rankings might not make sense. But there's still something where you can say, but I still like Animal Eyes. And yeah, I think the album cover, your sentimental uh, mental uh, feelings about the album, when you bought it, when you got into it, the things flow, like that change your opinion about it. And the flow of the track list, the songs put together, listening to it, you know, it's different. You have nostalgia with Unmasked. I have none. Right. I didn't get into Unmasked. When I first got Unmasked, I was like, what the fuck is this album? Right. Is right. this when they took their makeup off? Right. And then I'm like, no, it's not. So I have nothing there. Psycho Circus, was that nostalgic for you? No. That's why it's exactly. last. <laughs> that's my point. So obviously, I'm going to have a little bit of a you know, thing for Asylum or Animalize more. And that's when I came into the Kiss. Uh, my second win got back into Kiss. Yep. So, Tom, those are our rankings, right? Yep. If you took those rankings just on we ranked them ourselves without yep. the numbers and stuff. Yep. This is how we would turn out. The number one song, the number nine, uh, tenth song album ranked between my ranking and your rankings would be unmasked with a score of a nine. Once once again, your numbers <laughs> fucking up everything. <laughs> <laughs> with an eight and a half, Gene Simmons with an eight, animalize. With a 7.5, Unmasked. Wait. I'm reading it upside down. Going up. How can Unmasked be in there twice? Oh, um, then, you know what? Uh, Did I rate this wrong? Unmasked was a 5, and I had as a 10, so that's 7.5. So then Unmasked can't be last. It's What do you call it as last? Psycho Psycho Circus is last. Yes. Yeah, so Psycho Circus is last with a 9. Yes. Okay. Yep. Then Gene Simmons, eight and a half, animalized with an eight, seven and a half is unmasked, six and a half asylum, five and a half hot in the shade, three and a half Paul Stanley, two and a half dressed to kill, two kiss, two rock and roll over. So between how we rank them, rock and roll over and kiss are the best albums that we ranked. They're tied. Yeah, yeah. On the, the, the aggregate. To- on the, the top- average. Yeah, and that makes sense. That okay. makes sense. Yep. So what we did then in addition to this, because again, if you don't have a popsicle headache, okay, you will now. Yep. So I took every song of every album and I took the average. So for Dress to Kill, if there was, you know, the combined average score, okay, what is that score of all the songs on the average song of dress to kill. So what you did so what you did was you took the rankings of us being like 
the individual album rankings based on the albums as a whole. Okay. And then you compared it to when we took all hundred and when we took all those songs and where, where, where their rankings fell in that overall 106 song ranking and compared the two it's, it's pulling the stats apart, which is why we hope you guys have a popsicle headache, but this is what happens when two hosts of a kiss podcast are OCD and love numbers. Yeah. So here's what's interesting, Tom. Yep. By far, between me and you, yep. no album gets ranked as good as you ranked Dress to Kill. The average song on Dress to Kill was a 23.9. Yep. Nothing comes close to that. Nope. Okay. The next best average rating was mine for the album Kiss, which was a 31.5. Yep. Nothing comes close to that. So, Tom, if I look at your rankings based on the songs, where you put them on your list, your albums will flip. So, Dress to Kill would be number one for you still. Yep. But Rock and Roll Over would hop over Kiss. That'd be your second best. Then Kiss. Then Paul Stanley. Then Unmasked. Then Hot the Shade. So, everything's the same so far with the exception of Kiss and Rock and Roll Over switching places. Then it would still be Asylum. But here's where it gets interesting. Animalized, you have underneath Gene Simmons' solo album. Yep. It's not even close. Gene Simmons is 76.9. You have the yep. average song on there. So it and should be Animalized ranked. is 66.88. Yeah. So Gene Simmons, and, and this is what we talked about, the dynamics of the individual songs versus the album. And they're, it's kind of inexplicable. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of makes no sense. But but if you want to look at numbers too, Gene Simmons' album has "When You Wish Upon a Star." That's a that's an anchor around the neck of that album. I rank that last. I, that that got a one oh six. So that right there is going to take. It's like when you have a classroom full of smart kids and you got one fucking dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true though, Tom. Because as I read early in your list, there was like six songs in the bottom 25. No, it's true. Things. It's true. But, so what you did have, though, is in the top 15, I think, radioactive. Exactly. So, and that lifted it way up. Way up compared to uh, the yes. Because if you didn't, that would be your worst rated album. Well, so by far. It goes for you. The worst rated albums, as, as far as the songs would go, is number 10 would be Psycho Circus. Number 9 would be... Gene Simmons, eight would be Animalized, seven Asylum, six Hot in the Shade, five Unmasked, four Paul Stanley, three would be Kiss, two would be Rock and Roll Over, one would be Dressed to Kill. And 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 that's and I think this is where the argument about sentimentality comes in. Because if you're breaking down stats, there's no reason why I like Gene Simmons as much as I do. But I love radioactive, I love the album cover. I like living in sin. I like burning up with fever. So, you know, that, and I'm sure Kiss fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. You're going to tell people, I love this album, but uh, half of it sucks. <laughs> yeah. For me now, it's funny. It gets interesting. So I have a couple changes. And the big one would be Kiss is ranked higher than Rock and Roll Over, which I never expected. See You in Your Dreams kills Rock and Roll Over for me because everything yep. else is highly rated. Yep. On Rock and Roll Over. Seeing Your Dreams hurts it. Yep. But the other problem with Rock and Roll Over is after Mr. Speed, nothing really is top 10 version versus Kiss, which has a bunch. Right. And 
I don't rank even the worst songs on Kiss that low. So I have Kiss is ranked my number one at 31.5. Then it would be Rock and Roll Over at 35.6. And the biggest fucking mystery to me is I remember when we I remember when we had Paul Stanley album and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna put it over Dress to Kill. And you were like, What? And everybody was like, What? I'm like, I just do. I like it better. I don't like it better because it's not even fucking close. No. I, I, I have Dress to Kill at 36.8. I have Paul Stanley at 55.44. But here's the problem with stats, Zeus. That's because you have Hold Me, Touch Me, and Ain't Quite Right dragging the rest of that spectacular album way down and fucking up the aggregate. And that's what that's why... That's why these numbers are interesting and they don't really matter when you're talking about an album and being a Kiss fan because you love the Paul Stanley album. Yeah. And, and but, for it to, and those those two songs drag it all the way down. But anything for my baby is the only one I really don't like on Dress to Kill. Right. Everything else I really like. Right. So I really fucked that up. So you resting. I don't kill. think you, I don't think you did though. I don't it's think you did. Points difference. It's because, a huge difference because those two songs are in your bottom twenty. Yeah, with but whole- then they shouldn't be having an album being more highly ranked. I love more song like a lot of the, the better songs better. Like it's Paul Stanley's best five songs. I like better than the Paul Stanley than than the Dress to Kill top five. And that's why you have Paul but Stanley the last higher five and four whatever exactly. they are. I not even close. And that's so, why you have to look at this as a whole, which is yeah, why I, so, I, that's why you had Paul Stanley ranked higher. So again, kiss at 31.5 rock and roll over 35.6 dress to kill 36.8. Very yep. close. Yep. And then it goes a huge drop. Then to Paul Stanley at 55.44. Then everything's in order. 57.46 hot in the shade. Asylum 58.8 yep. animalized 59.88. Psycho Circus 61, Gene Simmons 65.63, Unmasked 68.45. So yep. after that fuck up with Paul Stanley dressed to kill and kiss and rock and roll over, everything goes back in order for me. Yep. So, all right, those are our rankings. Okay. Yep. So the last thing we really want to compare is how did each album compare combined? We just did your combined score. By song ranking Yep My combined score by song ranking Let's go by number 10 In order How we ranked each song How do these albums go Tom do you want to read this list I'll read this So this list is the combined 10 album ranking When you look at all the scoring of me and Zeus put together Okay So with that You have number 10 Gene Simmons at 71.26 Psycho Circus at 69.9, Animalize at 63.38, Asylum 58.75, Unmasked 58.13, Hot in the Shade 55.3, Paul Stanley 49.44, Rock and Roll Over 37.65, Kiss 36.7, and Dress to Kill 30.35 as the number one overall ranked album by song ranking. Yeah, because of your fucking rankings are the fucking huge anomaly with 23.9. That's because the fucking album's amazing. 
Come on and love me is the best song. Rock bottom, all those rock and roll all night. So I will take this. love her all I can. You win album. I win song. My number one song was the number one song between us. Your that number is, one album was the number one album between us. That's true. Um, that, that is true. It's a good point. Yep. So yep. if we went by rankings versus song rankings of albums, yep. Dress to Kill and Rock and Roll Over were tied. On this one, Dress to Kill is number I mean, uh, Rock and Roll Over and Kiss were tied. Yep. On the song way, Dress to Kill is number one, Kiss is number two. So Kiss stays at number two, kind of. Yep. Well, rock look and at, Roll Over goes from one to th- two, three, technically. Looking at the t- at the at the album rankings based on the the combined like song scores compared to the regular episode album rankings, I don't have a problem with it. It's Dress to Kill, Kiss, Rock and Roll Over, Paul Stanley. My regular ranking is Dress to Kill, Kiss, Rock and Roll Over, Paul Stanley. It's the same four, and then this goes Hot in the Shade, Unmasked. Mine went Unmasked, Hot in the Shade, and then the bottom instead of. Instead of animalized Psycho Circus, it's Psycho Circus Gene Simmons by a cup by a little bit. So, it, you know, it's it, it's interesting, or at least I think it, I think this is interesting. Our our listeners are probably maybe crash into a telephone pole right now, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I love looking at this stuff. But I think I think the over if, if we kind of want to kind of kind of round third base and heading home here with the analysis, mm-hmm. I think. The main thing for me is an album exists as a whole for a reason. And you take that album, you love that album, you put it on, you listen to it, you enjoy its ups and its downs, and pulling it apart and putting it with other songs is going to be a whole different experience as these numbers show. Yeah. No, I I agree with you completely. I can't do, like, you know, there are 10 albums. I feel like that's a great, uh, you know, jumping off point that we can yep. review these. We'll do it the next time the 10 albums come up. Yep. But for me, I find it fascinating to see where we rank these. Absolutely. And then when you put the songs in. But, you know, you and I agree. Like, the next time we look at this, we could be like, Who the fuck do I have that Asylum song ahead of the song off of, uh, you know, Rock and Roll Over? Like, ah, oh, you're right. It's kind of a lot of we didn't put that much thought into some of the selections. You just move it along. Well, wait until we get wait until we get to the next 10 albums when we're looking at freaking 200 songs. Yeah. And you guys all want to put a bullet in your head. listening. (laughs) I hope this was explained in a manner that you guys comprehended this. You can understand what we're doing. What I'd like to do is to figure out a way that I can take photos of these and put them up yep. on social media so you can see what we did and how we ranked them. And I also want to see if you guys agree with with my, you know, and I'm assuming Zeus is in the same, about that the experience of an album and how sometimes it doesn't make sense the way you rank an album as opposed to taking those songs off the album and separately putting them in a ranking. Because, you know, I think I I think like you like you said Zeus there's a lot of uh different things that go into an album a lot of abstract things like you said the the cover the nostalgia the emotion attached to it that can't really be explained in the statistics of pulling off the songs and ranking them with numbers and I think that might be why some of these why some of these numbers are are off a little bit yeah and uh, you know it's good to know that dressed to kill 
sticks out. Yep. And uh, you know, Psycho Circus and Gene Simmons album sticks out. Yep. You know, and, I they, and think, that kind of deserve that. I mean, they do. I mean, I like the Gene album, but it's it's not a great album. It's not. It's not. You know, one of the things I did like seeing though, just a little bit tidbit, I liked seeing that we both put Asylum. Asylum makes the notch over Animalized, the sister albums. I think and it's it, a better album. I do too. I ranked it ahead of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I find that stuff fascinating too. Yep. Well, I hope you guys uh, don't have the worst popsicle headache you've ever had in your life. <laughs> and you didn't jump off and after the first 15 uh, songs we started reading off. No, but no, no, no. I, I, uh, I, I love this. And I was so excited to do this with Tom to just yep. to talk about this. Absolutely. This is the shit that me and him, we would do this on our own, but at least now it's for a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and Zeus is not kidding. We would be doing this even if we didn't have this show. Believe hey, let's me. Let's get together and, uh, and rank his songs with yeah. each other. Oh, you want to go out? You want to go to like uh, catch a movie or something? Nah, let's sit home and find out where Secretly Crew falls on a list of 106 <laughs> songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Tom, when we finish up in uh, a topic, we usually go into questions. You got something yeah. for us? Got a question here from your buddy, Gary Cap. Oh, yeah, Gary. What's up, buddy? Gary's the man. Uh, so he's got a question here. So this is a, a, a good one here. I have a question for the both of you. I hope you will put on the show. What was the most meaningful Kiss concert you ever attended? Not necessarily your first, but the one that has meant the most to you. Oh, and you're gonna put me on the spot. I I'll, should say, I'll, I'll, I'll I should wait. say, oh. when I saw End of the Road with my daughter and you, Tom. I should say that. Say what you want, but I will say, like, because I tried to get her into it, and she just, yep, you know, maybe later on she'll remember it fondly. It'll be something for her to fondly, but she wasn't very much right in the mood for liking it, right? But. For me, it's got to be the reunion going with you, Murph. I think yep. it was McLucas, too. The, yep. f- the four of us had dressed up as Kiss back in 94 before yep. the reunion at a Halloween concert at Stonehill College. And everybody turned around and looked at us like we were fucking crazy. No, and here absolutely. they were in makeup. Yep. And the four of us went. And there was a point in the song when the bombs and stuff were going on. And they're singing. I don't know if it was Detroit Rock City, wherever they came out. We're jumping up and down. And we're just looking at each other and in a like totally guy kind of way. Like, do we hug? Like, I know. Like, are you was... like jumping up and down? Like, ah! I know. I know. Yeah, of course, I remember it was insane. It was insane. Now, for me, I will say that it was the end of the road tour in at the garden with my son and you and Murph. Uh, because my it son, who's us four. Oh, it was the guy, it was Murph's buddy in front of him. <laughs> Hey, uh, when are they going to play Strutter? Uh, I don't think it's in the set list. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but I think that one, because my son's older than your daughter, so um, he was excited. He was into it. His favorite song is Calling Dr. Love. They played it. Yep. Um, the seats were amazing. And it was with you and Murph. I mean, what's better than that? Remember it well. You know, yeah. so uh, I, that, that's a great question, Gary. Kiss memories are always fun to talk about. Um, and so, so we appreciate that question and we appreciate everything that you have done uh, outside of the show as well. So thank you, Gary. Gary's a great one. Absolutely. So Tom, where can people find us? So our email is shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast gmail.com. 
as you can tell, we like to read your emails on the show. Uh, we, we do our best to respond to them. Um, so please continue to do that. Let us know what you think about the show, ideas, anything. We're on all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you know, we're out there. We're always interactive and we try to interact with all you guys. We are part of the Pantheon podcast network. So our show can be held, heard everywhere. You know, the big, the big platforms, Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere we're there. If there's a platform that you like that you can't find us, let us know and we'll see what we can do. Check us out. If Check out uh, our buddy Ed at Click T Shop if you want some awesome Shout It Out Loudcast merch, as well as uh, Ed's amazing uh, Kiss-inspired designs. He's got great stuff there. So cool. Uh, and Ed's a great guy. He's our buddy. We've had him on one of the live streams. So check out Click T Shop. And also uh, on Facebook, we have a group, the Shout It Out Loudcasters. It's a fun group. Uh, everybody's posting pictures, stories, articles, all eras. All the members, we all have a good time with that. It's a it's a nice place for KISS fans to get together and just have fun. Uh, no shitting on anybody, no toxic shit. It's, uh, it's a good place. So if, you, if you're not a member of that group, uh, jump on there and join. Tom, you mentioned um, Pantheon Podcast? Yes. We have a new local kind of legend that joined us on Pantheon Podcast. We do. We have, uh, for anybody in the New England area... The sadly, it is the now defunct WAAF, one of the great, great rock stations in Boston history, uh, recently went off the air. And one of their great, great DJs, Mike Shue, is now a member of the Pantheon podcast family. And he has a podcast called Long May You Young. It's all Neil Young. And it's interesting coming from, you know, if you listen to AF, if you know Mike Shue, he's uh, he was a rock guy. But like me and Zeus, he loves everything. And he's got a podcast with uh, Pantheon about Neil Young. And we were texting with Mike. You know, we were talking to him about uh, becoming a, a part of the family. And we, we want to have him on the show. He's a Kiss fan. He loves Asylum, ironically. Uh, so if you're a Neil Young fan, check that out. It's on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Mike's awesome. If you're from New England, you know him. Um, so check it out. It's called Long May You Young. Yeah. And... um Please give us one of those five star child star. reviews. Um, they help people find us on our podcast. Do it on podchaser.com. You can do it on iTunes. They're big help, and we really appreciate them. Um, as a matter of fact, before we get into that, I want to read a couple uh, stuff that we got. Tom, you have something that we got a direct message from somebody recently. Yeah, we did, and we and we love these too. We got a um, a direct message on uh, Facebook from uh, Chuck Stottlemyre, um the other day, and he said, "Hey, I just want to say I am new to the podcast. Still listening to my first episode, which was episode thirty six, Kiss Trivia. When the Jerky Boys jokes and impressions started, I knew I had found the right Kiss podcast. Thank you, <laughs> Chuck. The fact that the Jerky Boys is what." Put you over the top to jump on board the Shout It Out Loudcast train. Uh, that is awesome. And thank you for sending the message. We appreciate that when you guys just reach out. It just, you know, it makes all this worthwhile. So thank you, Chuck. And uh, hope you stay on board. Hopefully this show didn't detract you. Uh, there's jerky boys in this one and also a lot of statistics. So stay with us, Chuck. <laughs> but thank you for that message. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I <laughs> uh, hope those numbers didn't uh, throw you overboard. Yep. But. Uh, Tom, I want to read uh, an email that we got. Okay. And that is from uh, uh, fellow Malacca. 
Hello, pretty lady. Tell me something. What's a beautiful bride like you doing with a malaka like this, huh? It's purely sexual. No shit. She's into malakas, Dino. <laughs> She's into malakas. Do you believe that? <laughs> She's in the Malacca's Dino. Um, and this is from Costa Vucinas. He calls it at Asylum Review. But, hey, Tom and Zeus, love your show. Stumbled onto you via Twitter months ago when you did the Detroit Rock City episode. And I've been playing catch up ever since. Listen to the Asylum uh, one this morning while waiting for my wife to finish her work. And she wanted to know why I had this big grin on my face every time she looked outside. That says it all. The laughter, the analogies, and the jokes, the references to the 70s and 80s, and most of all, the perspective of true KISS fans is amazing. It's as if I'm looking back in the Twilight Zone style, hanging out with my childhood friends, talking about the band, even though back then most likely would not be readily admitting that they liked KISS. It would always bash them. Circus band, show for kids, music sucks, they're not Zeppelin. Or purple, UFO, yada, yada, yada. I'm 51, and my older brother and his friend got me hooked onto Kiss when Love Gun came out, Tom. Yeah, all right. Listened, yeah, listened in awe when they described the Dynasty show they attended and finally got to see them in 83 for the Creatures. Orchestra Row N while in Section 2 and then had four days of constant ringing in ears. Greek parents went ballistic. Worried about ear loss and gave my brother shit all week. I brought my two sons who, like yours, Tom's, went to a Catholic school to a show, I think in 2012 or so. Nice. Keep it up, guys. You're devoting a lot of your time in preparing for these shows. No fucking shit. Wait until this one. After this one. (laughs) Fucking hours I put into these numbers. Yeah. Um, But as a fellow ethnic in Montreal... (laughs) I assume he means a fellow Grecian. I love it and appreciate the work. Gosta. Ironically, Jerky Boy's story went to see the movie with my brother-in-law. <laughs> we walked in late, thus the theater was dark. So we quietly sat in the back, not want to pass in front of the others. When the film ended, there were only two other guys at the show. And I <laughs> and one looked comatose. Yeah, the movie was not great, Costa. The movie was not great. No. But uh, thank you, uh, Phile, and uh, I will uh, make sure that you know that you have a new theme song to rival somebody else on this show. Oh and now uh, and now we, we have a new one. So uh, much appreciated and much appreciated to all you guys out there. But we also appreciate when you do something else for us. And that is when you give us those iTunes review. Tom, do you got that review? So we got the iTunes review from Crap App 40. Uh, we, I think we know who this is, but we'll keep it at Crap App 40. Uh, so a nice, beautiful five Star Child iTunes review titled High Energy and Fun. Oh, my word. This is an entertaining podcast hosted by a couple of fruitcakes. Their enthusiasm for the band is palpable, and each show is a lot of laughs. The shows offer a variety of topics from album reviews, drafts, top 10 lists, guest hosts, and interviews from authors to ambassadors. 
It doesn't get stale. And while they're obviously big fans of Kiss, they aren't Kiss sycophants. Looking forward to next week's their sizzle chest. Love it. That's Love from it. Marty White, isn't it? I was just going to say that. Yes, that is our buddy Marty. And thank you so much, Marty. That's awesome. We appreciate that. That's great. Yeah, well, I like that Marty emails us instead of the Twitter stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's just easier to correspond with them back and forth. It's Absolutely. Easy. Yep. And we love when you guys email us reviews or we are very thankful for. So that being said, Tom, where were we at? Famous last words, right? Famous last words. If I can survive and if you can't deny it, don't give me love. No, don't even try it. Just give me your trust and I'll tell you no lies. This is the truth. And I don't know why. (laughs) Settle down. (laughs) Don't do me favors. Don't show your face. Don't tell me what to play. Uh oh. Because it's not your place. (laughs) The fans. Wanted us to play. We hear you. And we obey. Oh, fucking song's you, horrible. Tom, the fan. Oh, man. Well, thank you, Zeus. Thank you, Kiss Army. Thank you, everybody out there. We hope you guys enjoyed some statistical analysis and uh, some breakdown here. And uh, we had fun with it. We hope you guys did, too. Let us know. And uh, thank you as thank you as always. Guys, thank you very much. Kiss Army, thank you. Tom, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.